Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Loud and Local continues on The Rock with Kevin Deers, 99.9 KISW. Right now on Loud and Local Stay Home Sessions, I got a band that uh, has been really, really been blowing up. Now, uh, before I introduce, I do have to mention that during this time, uh, this past year, there have been tons of bands that have kind of taken this time to write new material, to take it easy. Uh, Obviously, no one's playing shows, but this band right here has been hustling harder than than any band that I know, and they've blown up. They've been performing at NASCAR events. They've been on NASCAR soundtracks. Uh, they their singles everywhere on uh, nationwide, even worldwide. And uh, the band is called Avoid from Seattle. So congratulations and welcome to Loud Local. Hey, what's going on, man? Thanks so much for having us. We're so happy to be here and appreciate all the kind words, man. Thank you. So kind of bring, uh, actually, first, before we jump into it, uh, why don't we go around the room, uh, introduce yourself, and tell us what you do for Avoid. Cool. Well, I'm Luke, and I play guitar. Nick, I also play guitar. I'm Benny, and I yell stuff. I'm Chris, and I play bass. I'm Paul, I play drums. Right on, guys. So, um... Fill me in on the last year, man. Fill me in and, and tell me, <laughs> because this has been... From the outside looking in, am I correct in assuming that this has been your biggest year as a band? Who? What? Yeah. We never thought we would be saying that at the end of this year. Yeah. Am I right in assuming that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, It's it's been astronomical. We can't even fathom it. So tell me, like, fill me in, man. Like, uh... Where did uh, I mean? I'm. You guys have been hustling hard. I mean, as a band, but you guys have really blown up. Um, where where were the big steps? Like, what um, you know, what has your ascension looked like? Um, and and when did you first start to feel that uh this year? Uh, I mean, it hit when it was what Series XM. That was yeah. I think I think the song about James. We got NASCAR. Yeah. So okay. Let's double think. There was a really quick like cascade of things that happened, like one after another. Yeah. It was, it, but it kind of started when we got um like confirmed to be placed on NASCAR Heat Five. That was like the first big thing that happened. Two songs. Yeah. yeah. Two, two songs. Well, here. So let's let's give you let's get some context. Absolutely. So, so you guys are uh let's let's start it. You guys are uh, a band from Seattle. You guys start. Um, when did you guys first start playing? So we avoid kind of started right in the beginning of 2017. That's right. It was a continuation of our high school band, Avoid the Void. Avoid the Void. Yes. Yep. Yep. So the continuation. So, so, uh, 
you, you guys play shows and did you guys do any big tours before uh the pandemic and whatnot yeah we got a couple um i feel like we so we started touring like as a void the void even we we started touring right out of high school or in high school i was uh, at the time i was booking tours for us in the back of class and we were just going out and <laughs> well we rented your mom not rented your, your mom's minivan yeah i mean it kind of just went like Every step of the way for the first couple of years was crazy. Like the first time I ever played with them was completely on a whim. And the first show I ever played with them, I was sitting in my science class in high school. And Benny texted me. He's like, hey, guys, we're playing a show tonight, actually. We just booked it. And I was like, I don't even know the songs. I joined a week ago. We tend to do that a lot. And that, like, that was my first kind of experience with how, how it was going to go. Yeah. And that's exactly how it went for the first couple of years. Yeah. We called on a minivan for our first tour. But yeah. And so then we kind of continued that and we did it for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And then we were all kind of, we were all like 18, 19. Yeah. Uh, and we had some other members in the band at the time, but we were like, how do we take this to the next level? And we knew we had not blemishes, but it was like, all right, we have our high school band, avoid the void. It's cool. But that's not necessarily what we want people to go back and look on in 20 years per se or whatever. And so we wanted to keep the fan base we had already built here, but mm-hmm. also be a kind of brand new entity in the industry's eyes. So that's where we changed it to Avoid. Yep. And we started touring just straight. And we actually got signed pretty quickly after that to a small label. Mm-hmm. And that was with Revival Recordings, which is uh, Sean from Alisana's label. That's awesome. So you guys do some more touring. And then um, so uh, when exactly did you find out you were going to be placed on this NASCAR soundtrack? Because uh, that's huge. I mean, I'm not personally like a huge gamer, but um, when I do pick up games, I mean, you always recognize the songs that are playing. And I mean, I remember I got into a lot of punk and hardcore through Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. So it's I mean, that is just an immediate um fan that may never have heard of you all of a sudden just gets a, a gateway into you know this new band um and and that's just completely you know th- they weren't clicking on your spotify they weren't going out to a show they just oh okay cool catchy song on my favorite video game so uh tell me how did you uh how did you get this placement and uh, how did you hear about it <laughs> well so about Two years ago is when this all. So I'm a Luke and I are lifelong racing fan. Oh, cool! Like, oh, yeah, wow! He, his family is, comes from the Indianapolis, and so they've always done stuff with like the Indy 500. And he go out there like, I don't know. I just grew up around it. Yeah. I mean, the 500 was a big part of my family. My grandpa used to work for the sanctioning body for the Indy 500, and he, uh, yeah, basically just from the second I was born, my whole Indiana family brought me into racing and. I never got to race on my own, you know, because expensive. But <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been a fan my whole life for sure. And long story short, Reddit, uh, Red, Reddit. Oh well, yeah, that's well, that's that's the that's uh, where it came. But we we've all been kind of lifelong racing fans, especially Luke and me. And we decided about two years ago that we wanted to start making some of these next steps of the band. Like, how do we separate ourselves from the rest? How do we do some things? What unique thing can we do that no one's really done that we? Yeah. yeah. And so one day at practice, we were literally just like, a year from now, we're going to be on a NASCAR. Like, we just manifest put that out in the world. Yeah. That's what we're going to start pushing for. Yeah. We yeah. were like, let's get on the game. Let's get on a car. Let's do it all. And we were just throwing these ridiculous ideas out there. But I feel like all of us knew that it wasn't that ridiculous because, 
Like, it felt like because we there was a genuine connection there because for years we've always been wearing the merch and mm-hmm. talked about our open love for the sport. Ripping but we also <laughs> ripping the merch. <laughs> but we re- we recognized uh, kind of an untapped market within the alternative music, especially in this up and coming era. Yeah, and we were like, how do we separate ourselves from the rest, but also continue to be reached out to a huge audience? And we were like, racing. Yeah. And, and, so and then, yeah, so okay. then Reddit, what, what, what's this Reddit connection? Then came the night. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, no, I'd say it was like a month into being quarantined. And I mean, I was bored. It was like mm-hmm. 3 a.m. And I was just scrolling through Reddit. And I remembered us talking about like ways we could get in contact with this, dev, like the development team over at, at the NASCAR games. And I, I noticed that a bunch of those developers were really monitoring the subreddit for which is like the forum for uh the nascar heat game okay so I made a post and i was like hey my bands are really genuine like we just genuinely love this we bring a ps4 and a tv on tour to play nascar heat in the parking lot like we do it every single tour we genuinely love it i've been playing the nascar games my whole life and so i made this post and i was like just asking for a contact something like an email anything and i woke up the next day and nobody had seen it but one comment, and I was like, that probably just somebody saying good luck, and it said DM me. So I clicked on his profile, and it's a developer for NASCAR Heat, and I was like, what? <laughs> I posted this seven hours ago when I was just like, a right? I was like, bedtime, and like, I wake up, and and that contact was there, and it took a little while. Like he, um, busy dude, you know, they were pre- like preparing for this release, and they're a really small company. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, 704 games. yeah, for real. Yeah, 704 yeah, those, those is are a super small company. And yeah. so um, it, we were just really stoked to be able to, you know, get in with them in an organic way. Because it's not like we did it like with as a marketing scheme. We did it because we're like 15-year-old kids who just want to see their stuff on a car in a video game. game. We're just like yeah. trying just to really to do it. And and it was like it, it felt like the uh the press from it was just a really good side effect from like a genuine thing that we wanted to do. So, so you go from being just super fans and, and, and manifesting that you're going to do this like a year ago. And then, um, I love the fact that it's not, you know, some marketing plan or some rollout thing from a label or a PR company that it's just literally you messaging the guy and him getting back to you and you guys doing it yourselves in the true like punk rock fashion yes, I mean, of of just doing it yourselves thank you thank, thank you well man. i appreciate like you recognizing that because like i guess even we didn't really recognize that it was even that it could be considered like a pr a marketing thing like that i didn't i don't think we, any of we us just, thought we about it that like, way we just were a little kid happy exactly yeah, that's so cool exactly it was like we love NASCAR. Like I wanted to race and I know Benny did race for a while. I wanted That's to awesome. race so badly growing up and it like actually made it hard for little young me to watch racing because I wanted to do it so bad. Yeah. And so and like my my grandpa was so involved with the 500 on like a legal level. He just worked for the sanctioning body like I said mm-hmm. and so to find my own like genuine way and our own genuine way into something we really care about is yeah. like that's gratifying enough for me. See, see our name on a car for the first time at a track or yeah. hear that song when we fire up the game. Like Nobody could see it or know who we are, but it would make me happy every time for sure. Yeah. You know? And I, I think I can speak for all the 
Definitely. Is there a way to gauge and see, like, I mean, I don't know if you can really gauge numbers-wise, but do you see an effect of, of being on that game, how, how it's done to your profile? And, and yeah, they, they, leaked, they leaked two songs from our album. Early. Yeah, because we the, the game the came game, out yeah. before our record came out, and we got two songs on the soundtrack, so someone took the time to rip the songs off the game and upload them to YouTube. And I was Whoa. Like, Let's go! Like, yeah, that was pretty... And I, it, it was it cool was to cool. know that someone cared enough to leak our... Right? <laughs> Damn, dude. Legit. So, uh, you get that, you get Sirius XM, and, and you guys are off to the races, man. And, and then next, or last week, how crazy is it that you guys got flown down to a NASCAR event to sing the national anthem? Is that right? Yeah, yes, sir. it was. Well, we actually drove, we, though. We, we drove. Okay, yeah. you drove. Yeah. We, we missed tour. We had to do it. Yep. We wanted to feel something again. So, yeah, we drove down, and... Uh, yeah, we uh, we actually so when we got involved and so then the other side of the besides the game, then mm-hmm. we actually had an old buddy that uh, played in a band and uh, he actually got really involved in NASCAR and uh, he was like a day to day manager for an Xfinity Series driver and through Whoa. that became a sponsorship opportunity for the band to actually like get onto the car in real life and really and yeah and so we're an associate sponsor so we're not like on the hood but we have our logo on the side of the car every week and uh and on the hauler and have gotten uh to get we we they flew luke and me out to the talladega race last year as well and wow uh, we've gotten to be kind of thrown into a whole different world of uh a lot of different people and so that's been really sick but uh yeah so we get uh we go down on friday and they ask us so when we originally got in though we knew we were going to do a version of the anthem at mm-hmm. some sort and so there was like they did a guitar version that we'd already submitted to nascar that they liked and it yeah. was all good, but Las Vegas Motor Speedway really wanted it to be sung and a little bit more traditional. And so we had a we guitar. had us to just do like a you know like a guitar and vocal version on two weeks' notice. This was yeah, this all happened very really last fast. minute. Yeah, um, we showed we showed up like to the track on Friday. They drove us onto the like literally onto the track, and like I pulled my amp out. And we walked up to the stage where they where we were going to perform, and they were like, "We don't have power out here. You can't use your amp." <laughs> Uh, so uh, we ended up having to sing an acapella, which he has never done before. He had never <laughs> sung a song acapella before until I really he, was, he was in front of like 12,000 people in Las Vegas. I don't think I've sung that song since like eighth grade choir class. So <laughs> Until two weeks ago. It definitely turned into uh, a debacle, but it was probably... It, yeah, then, the, it, the then it went weekend. viral, and that was <laughs> a trip. Yeah. Wow, what a that is a trip, man. So, so you know, usually you know, hard rock bands. Not to you know throw any tricks of the trade out, but uh, you know, usually you can kind of mask a performance if you've had too many drinks or something with some heavy guitars or you know some feedback, you know, just some heaviness. But uh, you're all out there, man. That's like when that's like the nightmare when you picture yourself going to high school and you look down and you're not wearing any clothes. Dude, it is, I can only imagine it's that feeling yeah. in real life. But how was it I mean, for you? How did it go? I, I it didn't go bad. Okay, good. Everyone at the stadium, like, I mean, you know, the 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 gals that did the anthem the next day, they performed it beautifully. But like, more people were cheering like in the middle sections of the song when Benny did it on Friday in person. But then the internet was like, we don't like it. Well, it was uh, tough, though, because like again, I'm a rock singer. You had personality. 
such a crazy range. It's like, it's not, I'm not going to sing it perfect. And I'm not sorry about that. Yeah. And, um, the, but so it's a little bit easier though. Like in the moment at the stadium and the feeling, I feel like it probably went well, but then when you have the raw mic with nothing on it, nothing yep. but that's going straight, <laughs> yep. straight to the screen and you have that recorded and you can go back on it. You hear every little thing and you know, I sure. missed a couple of the low notes, hit the high notes. I didn't get enough credit for <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean, it was like, it was like, I don't know. I'd give it a seven and a half out of 10. Okay. It wasn't like Fergie. Some people compared it to that, but it wasn't <laughs> like Houston. It was average, you know? Hey man. And, 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 you know, as long as you had personality and, and also now they know this story too. Like you, you had to be there, man. Like that's, uh, I'd like to hear the critics try that, uh, doing doing a uh, acapella in front of 12,000 people on the spot. That sounds... I'd probably crap my pants, so... If anyone yeah. has a problem with our rendition, I dare you, post a video of you singing the National Anthem. Hey, <laughs> yes, and ha- hashtag avoid loud and local, and, and we'll, we'll watch your video, and we can rate it out of 10, okay? Uh, rate it. I love that. So yeah, we're gonna actually play a song. Um, why don't we play a song that was featured on there? Is uh is one of these songs uh featured on that? Yeah, song yeah. about games. That was the song that ne- they actually chose to use as like the lead out song for the game. Awesome. So we're gonna go into that. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about the jam? Like what? Who's James? What's the song about? Can you tell me about James and the song about James? Here's another story to one, Pat. Okay. <laughs> so uh. We, we wrote this song. Uh, remember that guy on Jeopardy, James Holzhauer? Mm-hmm. He was on that incredible run. Yes. At the same time we were writing this song. Oh. Then he botched it. Oh. And I was like, man, what would it feel like to botch the biggest Jeopardy run of your life? Yeah. And that was the inspiration for that song. Okay. Botching the biggest... Then it got to him. <laughs> it got to him? Got oh, <laughs> and he likes it. Nice. He likes it, and he actually recorded ads for us. <laughs> he said, "Hey, this is song about me by Avoid." <laughs> That's amazing, dude. All right, shout out to him for being a good sport. Pulls out, baby, for being a good sport. Right on, man. It's loud and local. Stay home session. We'll be back with more from Avoid right now. It's song about James.
James, a song that blew them the hell up, a void uh, on the NASCAR Heat 5 soundtrack. Uh, we were talking a little bit about that, performing at a NASCAR event just last week uh, when we record this. So uh, now I got to I gotta ask you a question, and, and even if it's embarrassing, actually, the more embarrassing, the better. I don't want to hear anyone make up anything to sound cool. Be honest. What was the first CD, tape, or vinyl, first actual piece of music you bought with your own money? Like your own, you know, lunch money or, you know, allowance money. What was the first piece of music that you actually purchased with your own money? I don't know. I can't promise it was with my own money, but the first CD I remember getting was Some 41's Chuck. Okay. Nice. Yeah. I think I bought that Alien Ant Farm CD. And you, okay. The smooth criminal cover, like the Alien Ant Farm CD. Yep. I think that was... I think with my own money, I bought International Super Hits, Green Day. Okay, nice, yeah. I think mine was Rise Against Endgame. I think that was 2011. Yeah, hell yeah. He's a baby. <laughs> That's cool, though. I think my first... It was, it's between two. It was either, it was on, it wasn't, it wasn't CD, by the way. It was okay. on my iPod on iTunes. Nice. <laughs> okay. But I, for my own money, I think it was 
Wasting Light by the Foo Fighters. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a good or, album. Or their it was either that or their greatest hits album at that time. I bought with my own money. Yeah. It's funny when they say greatest hits by Foo Fighters because I feel like they're still making them. So like you know, there's got to be a greatest hits volume two coming out. Definitely. But uh, yeah, so um, you know, let's let's uh, ask about. So you guys are a Seattle band. Um, are you guys all from the Northwest area? Uh, the four of us minus him. All but one. Okay. This guy moved up from San Diego. Cool. Cool. Right on. Uh, what brought you up to Seattle? These guys right here. Nice. So did you audition for the band or? Yeah. So my, the context to me in this band is, um, so when, yeah, who are you? (laughs) (laughs) But so, um, avoids, it was your first tour, right? As a a a void. Yeah. Yeah, So their first tour, um, this, this other bands that were on the tour was killing the messenger and redeem revive two San Diego bands. And I was on tour teching for redeem revive. I just like grew up and knew those guys. And on that tour, like every night we'd hang out and we just clicked super hard. Like, I think the fact that we were all young and we all had the same goal in mind, like we just, we meshed super well. This is yeah. what, summer of 2017? Yeah, so, yeah. so Chris was 16 at the time and the rest of us were about 18, 19-ish. Okay. Yeah, um, we we did that tour, meshed super well, and then kept in touch through the years, like, Sometimes they'd have a member fall through for a tour. They'd hit me up, and I couldn't do it because I was in high school. But we always kept in touch. We would always stay at his house when we came through. Nice. Hell yeah. I would book his shows in Seattle. Yeah, so we were super close homies. Um, And I started, I picked up a camera in like 2018, yeah, and started taking photos and stuff. And I did some tours with some other bands. And one of my bands I was on tour with met in Seattle. He was the promoter. And he came into my van and was like, bro, you need to shoot our next tour. Like, please tour with us. Let's finally make this happen again. We were all there that night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, dude, you're going to commit right now. Come on, do it. You're going to come on tour with us and do photos with you. Yeah, so we do the tour. And by like we do that tour, again, we mesh super well. And by the end of it, like there was a position in the band. And we were going straight into the studio to record the burner and like, I was already there, you know, like I was he, already on the tour. So, yeah. yeah. So he, I mean, before being the bass player, he sits through the whole studio session with yep. us as a part of the record process. He actually makes it, he actually made a documentary recording uh, the whole process of that record. That's so killer. And, and at, at the end of that process, we just offered him the spot and we we're like, Hey, you're, we like you a lot. Like you're the homie. We've known you for years. Like play bass for us, please. Yeah, I guess it wasn't really a question. It was more just like, okay, so all of us. Well, I had actually, <laughs> there was actually a moment where I had, uh, I had, because uh, we, had four, things are just kind of going weird uh, with, mm-hmm. uh, with another member. And I, and I had talked to him a couple of days before and asked him if it was like, yo, if this, if this comes out open, like, like, would you want to do it? And yeah. it was just kind of like, so after we kind of knew it was on the table and then everything worked, it was just like, okay, you're in. Like, you're in the band now. Yeah. Oh. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Dude, that's awesome, and and uh, so this uh, this album, the the burner. Uh, sorry, that yeah, the burner. My bad. Uh, the EP. Uh, it's available now. Uh, was this recorded before or during the pandemic? Way before. Way before. Okay, cool. August of 2019. Yeah, August 2019. Okay, cool. And this was put out um, on which label was it? Uh, this was Bible recording. Okay, cool, cool. Right on. So. Um, 
and uh, what's the best way for people to 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 check this out? I, I imagine it's streaming everywhere, and um, is it available as a physical copy if people want it? Yeah, I think there's physical copies available on our Merch Now site, cool. avoid.merchnow.com. And, uh, I mean, yeah, the streaming, uh, iTunes, Apple Music, I think it's on SoundCloud, Apple, so or, Tidal, Deezer, Amazon. Spotify, Amazon, all, all of the major services. Grinder, Tinder, yeah. Farmers Only. Um, <laughs> Farmers Only. LimeWire. Yes. LimeWire. Yes, exactly. Oh, man. Uh, that'll get you, like, serious, serious viruses. I would know. <laughs> Don't oh, use yeah. LimeWire unless you're using it to steal a void, which we... Are okay with. Yeah. Well, you guys were down with uh, leaking uh, from the from the NASCAR game, but um, I, so I was asking you guys uh, if you're a Seattle uh, from Seattle because I wanted to ask this question. Uh, why don't we go around the room? What's your favorite Seattle or Northwest band of all time? Whether it uh, a band like Nirvana that's no longer with us, Jimi Hendrix, or a, a current band that you know you play with. What's your favorite Northwest band or bands of all time? Alice in Chains, Diamond Close. Nice. I love the rest, but Alice in Chains is like. Yep. I, I mean, number one is for sure Soundgarden for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Cornell definitely did a lot for like a lot of the writing that happened, you know, between us. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm gonna say Foo Fighters for start, just because the first that's the origins of the band. But I think even a little bit more formative in my younger years, it would be. Paul of Troy, Sunny yeah. Day Real Estate, Blood Brothers, that really weird, oh, that early cool emo scene. Emo scene. Mm-hmm. I really want to give a shout out to that because it was just incre- Gatsby's American Dream. Yeah. It's a lot of cool talent from up here. Absolutely. Acceptance. Yes. They just put out a new record. That's tough. I mean, yeah, my, mine's Nirvana, but mm-hmm. it's, I know it's like cheesy for sure, but my it's because like all of those songs... You know, all of the hits were the reason I started playing guitar, and like some of the first songs I ever learned on guitar. So, and they still hold up. I mean, they're hits for a reason. They're just timeless. Yeah, fantastic. And how about you, man? You you said it, but Paula Troy for me is like I grew up in Everett, Mm. right across from Muckle Theo. Yes, there when I was young. Shout out to Thomas. My my first band got to go to the studio for a weekend with Thomas Arak. Because just through family connections, um, one of my bandmates, Ethan, his uncle knew him. So we got to go. And that was really, like, really important to me to get to, like, meet him and work with him. And, you know, so that really changed my perspective. And so that's why Paula Troy is, like, my all-time Seattle band. But they're Muckle Teal. And they fly that. Exactly. <laughs> yes, they do. They do. I talked to Thomas and I was like, Seattle? And he's like, nope, Muckle Teal band. All right, cool. Yeah, all day. Yeah. Uh, right on, man. So, uh, okay. There's, imagine that you're having a crappy day and it's not hard to imagine during a pandemic, right? So you're you're just like, there's a lot of crap news in your head and you're just overwhelmed by it. You want to go to an album to kind of revitalize or to just get yourself in better spirits. What's an album you can reach to that can bring you up to good or better vibes? Oh, definitely wasting light by the Food Fighters. I know that's mm. already been yeah, mentioned in this interview, but that was that was probably like one of the most important records for me into like like getting into music. Like that, yeah. like those songs are all just perfect. Anything that Mike Patton has ever recorded on. Ah, yes, yes. 
Pretty <laughs> much Mr. Anything. Bungle. Mr. Bungle, Faith, Faith no, more. no More. All the weird side projects. Phantomas. Phantomas. Yeah. Uh, Peeping Tom. It's not a cool dead place by explosions in the sky. Ah, yes. Um, and then Anything at All by Copeland. Yes, those are definitely probably, you know, great song, great albums or bands to put on at the end of a long day to kind of just vibe out to. So, yeah, I saw Explosions in the Sky open for Nine Inch Nails, and I don't think anyone knew what was going on. I, I don't <laughs> think that's that was line that's, that's a cool show. Yeah, that's yeah. really, really cool. That was really cool. Uh, and sorry, I, I cut, cut in before you mentioned. I think it's the. Uh... Counselors of the Lonely by the Raconteurs. Mmm. Cool. I'll have to check that one out. Good old Jack White. Yeah, Jack White. Jack, is good old Jack White. A piano, you know, organ. Big, massive song. I love it. Awesome. Um, so, we're going to go into another song here. Uh, and would you rather go into Heat or Hostage at a Beach House Party next? I think we got to go into Heat next because we got to end them with Hostage. Okay, cool. What what can you tell me about Heat? Oh, so Heat. With, yeah, so so when we initially were like, let's get ourselves on a NASCAR and a, and the video game. This is well this before was, that Reddit post was made. Yeah. yeah. So we we sat down because we used to play NASCAR Heat three a lot. That's like the first game we all bonded over as mm-hmm. a fan. So like one day, Benny and I started writing a song. That I like, I had these chords that I had for a couple of years, and we were just staring at the Heat Three loading screen, just, just, just the title sequence of of the game, just watching it loop over and over and over while we were writing the song. So that that ended up becoming Heat. I mean, obviously we named it that. That's yeah. kind of a no brainer. And then it was crazy to us because that's one of the that's the other song that made it onto the game. So we kind of feel like we manifested that. Yeah, they chose like we submitted the whole EP, and then they chose the songs that they wanted. Yeah. So that was really cool that they that that one stuck out to them. Granted, it was called Heat. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they knew. I wonder if they knew. That's cool, man. So we're going to go into it. This is from the Burner EP available now by Avoid Awesome Seattle Bandits Heat on Loud and Local Stay Home Sessions.
That was Heat, uh, also available on NASCAR Heat Five. So if you, uh, you know, you want to go play some video games, or you, can you rent video games anymore? You don't. People don't rent video games, do they? I don't. I think Game Fly. Game Fly. Okay. Still send, no, that's they would only send out DVDs. I guess. Well, is it yeah. like like I know PlayStation is doing that thing where you can like. Oh yeah, uh, PlayStation now games. you can trial stuff. Okay. You can. I sound like a boomer. <laughs> I mean, Heat's pretty cheap. It's always on sale. Okay. So. Check it out. Uh, so the song Heat uh, available from the Burner EP from Avoid. I've been chatting with these guys. It's, it's been a crazy year for these guys. They've blown up during a time when uh, most bands have kind of gone into either hibernation or recording or or uh, maybe just kind of writing mode. So these guys have been uh, really uh, pivoting into a very into a cool way of, of getting out there and, and, and some really cool opportunities have, have arisen for you guys. I'm stoked. Uh, but once, you know, things can go back to a relative sense of normalcy, uh, whatever that means now, um, what, what are some aspirations for you guys? Uh, Benny, I know uh, you work, is that right? You work at El Corazon? Yeah. Yeah. So definitely. And I, and I work with take warning too. So yeah. we do a lot of those shows as well. And so definitely, I mean, personal aspirations is just building this scene back up to the top because, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I cannot wait to book another show. I'm so excited. Yeah. And then as a band, at least my, because per- I think what's cool is we all have different personal goals, even within the band that we all work towards. But yeah. I mean, I would say a big one is just being on tour as much as possible when, when it's a- okay to, of course. Yep. And then, I mean, really just like, take advantage of every opportunity because it's like, I mean, even like singing the national anthem, I probably won't do it again, but I'm glad I did it once. And, and I think that with, if we, if we can just kind of find our ways into every random opportunity and just give it a shot, I yeah. think that would make a lot of sense for us as a band and just be a lot of fun to uh, navigate the career that way. There's one of I just wanted to stop and just like never ever take it for granted again because I I think about all the times that I would I pick choosing like I pick pick choosing I just pick sitting in the van and like scrolling my phone when we're driving through somewhere beautiful or like I don't know just experiencing things and like there's days where you just don't want to talk to anyone you know Mm -hmm. and like that's normal that'll still happen but I'm never going to take it for granted again because like that I didn't realize how how much I needed that as a part of my life. Like, cause you know, I can, I can work and I can do all that at home, but like it all means a lot more when I know I can go back out and do that. And I know that's kind of how all of us are feeling. It's just like, there's a massive, like just void missing from all of us. And we were on tour when the pandemic hit, we were like two weeks deep into a seven week. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about that. I didn't even know. Uh, So tell me about where were you when you found out things were, cause I talked to um, guys from the Acacia strain and they were on tour out with rotting out and and they had to scrap uh, everything and just kind of drive back. That show was actually in Cleveland, like the night before our last show in Cleveland. Okay. We almost went to that show. Yeah. Shows yeah. in Cleveland at that time. Like we had friends in Cleveland at that time too that were Their but, shows got canceled. But it got time. weird. So because we had we were we had pretty much our entire 2020 booked. And yeah. we were hoping to the goal was to have a very the most successful year ever, and we just never expected the turn it took. But mm-hmm. we we were pretty much booked the rest of the year to just keep going. And we had a couple uh we were going on tour with that band Secrets and okay. Picturesque. 
And then we had a couple other stuff lined up for later on in the year. And then we had already spent pretty much all of February on tour. And then this is like the second week into March and we're on. So we did one tour with a band from Canada called Widmore. And now we're on this tour with Motives early March. And we played a show in Rock Island, Illinois. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah, Rock yeah, Island, Illinois. And then the NBA was shut down after yep. our set. When Rudy like, Gobert got coronavirus. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, but it I was, kept happening. It was well, like yeah, San Jose, remember? Yeah, it was like we were, we left Seattle, and then Seattle was the. It was like right when all of it was popping. We left literally like the day after it was like the crazy outbreak, and mm-hmm. then played in San Jose. Then we were gone. Then the next thing we saw on the news, crazy outbreak in San Jose. We're like, are we giving everyone? Yeah, I think it was just you guys carrying it around the nation. Thanks, guys. Yeah, well, what happened was it was like we would leave a city and and like. We left San Jose and they were the first city that I remember putting a cap on events like at a thousand mm-hmm. for their hockey game. And okay. Then, like when we would leave Austin, like the next day when we left Austin, they were like, oh, South all these feds, South by shut down. Yeah. And so like, and then I start getting messages from friends and sorry to just cut in on no, that. Like, no, no. I got messages from friends in Ohio that were like, hey, I don't think this show's going to go down. Like, yeah. and they would just yeah. keep texting me over the week. And so like it went within a, within seven days to like, oh, hey, this is getting weird to like, when are we going to have to call this and go home? How are we going to get our people home? Because Chris and our photographer were both promotion side. Chris is still living there. Mm-hmm. And there were rumors of borders shut to states shutting down. Yeah, I remember that. The National Guard was shutting Washington down. And yeah, we like, like, there are all those there, crazy there some, rumors yeah. going yeah. around the first. But no one knew. Dude, yeah. we pretty much like what's I don't remember what that rally's called where they try to do like coast to coast in record time, but that was <laughs> pretty much us. We're like yeah. to Chicago, blast to the airport, make Chris and Colton tuck and roll out the door and just <laughs> bomb it to Seattle. Yeah. And Damn. I mean it was fine, we could get in, everything was cool, but like it was a it was a trip. It was weird. Yeah. yeah. Crazy twenty four hours. I'd say also like in the midst of like the touring, like we started like we started off in February, like, you know kind of joking about it like oh like where is this gonna go exactly and like towards the, like i remember like maybe a week before we called it like our parents started calling us mm-hmm. and telling us there is no toilet there is no toilet paper at the grocery stores and they were struggling to find water and stuff and like we're that like, was when we were like yo like our parents are freaking out they're the ones that are supposed to be holding it down you know <laughs> yeah what <laughs> yeah yes yeah, that was a wild time i remember just like it was we were like, uh, I don't even know where I was going with this. I totally spaced. No, we, I mean, so we were basically, we were in Cleveland that last day and the night of our show, we were playing the smallest room out of three, like a three room venue. Yeah. Um, and they, they canceled the two shows, the two bigger room shows and they limited our, um, our venue size to like 75 people okay. because that <clears throat> night the government was like, or the governor was like a hundred people capped. Yeah, and so that was our last show. It was Motive CD release show, and I kind of feel bad for them for that. Yeah, and we were just like, "Oh, time to go." Like, yeah, go we had I, to. Well, I I, just, I remember because we and the tour was routed super weird. Too. Yeah, like we had to do like this is just I'm just gonna gripe about booking agents for a sec, but we got an overnight drive from L.A. to El Paso. Nice. <laughs> hey, why not? Yeah. They're not doing it, so why not? Right, <laughs> but we had a uh, we had a couple of days off uh, in between that Rock Island show and then Motive CD release show. Mm-hmm. We went to Cleveland to hang out at their bass player's house, 
And I remember I was like, I had called my girlfriend, I called my dad that morning and they were like talking about coronavirus. And obviously this is before all the facts were out. And so I was just like, oh no, it's whatever, man. Like we're going to go until they send us home man. we're going to like trying to have that punk rock attitude. And then that night I was like, well, we're getting sent home. <laughs> oh, and this whole time when we're at his house, I'm like fever sick, hopping. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. We were like sick. freaking out. Yikes! I was, I was. We, we all, body we all got tested. We, we, I got, yeah, we all got tested, and nobody had it, and it was just like. Well, maybe because remember those tests were like what, like sixty percent accurate, like right off the bat. Nobody knew. Well, you guys are alive. You guys are. You guys are alive. You made it through. I have a weird question. So this is. Um, you know, gonna make you have to think for a second. Um, If circumstances were normal and the coronavirus didn't happen, let's just do a big what if, and you were on tour and you just did the, the, um, the touring like you were planning to big year, but you know, kind of just doing what you'd always been doing. Do you think you would have as much success or did necessity kind of create this opportunity? It did. It absolutely. We thought been, about it a lot. Yeah. I mean, it, we we were sent home and we had so much free time on our hands that we were like, well, like we can't just sit here and do nothing. Like let's start writing for the next album. Let's do everything we can to like. I mean, we were like, we have to release this album. We've been holding on to it for however long it has been. Like, no one's gonna be releasing music right now because everyone is gonna be like, well, I don't want to release an album I can't tour on. Yeah. And we were just. I mean, look, we have so much back catalog like let's just put this one out in the world and start you know start on the next one and just try to send it as far as we can um and i think i think that kind of played to our advantage just because there there wasn't a ton of releases like right around that well it was huge in like getting things like radio and stuff like that for a band i mean quite honestly did not have the resume to show that they were worth it but because we kind of held because we set our release dates in january way before anyone knew anything and we didn't look back we didn't yep. change it and uh because we did that i think it, it i mean it i don't think as many bands were really mm-hmm. trying to send their new music to satellite radio at the yep. time and submitting for video games and all of those things and so we know we it it's so weird to think about because as much as we want to complain oh this sucks and we really want to go back and of course we wish this didn't happen but it's like i don't think if the, if it wasn't for this happening, we wouldn't have had the year we had, and mm-hmm. that's a weird thought, bro. <laughs> yeah, I wish we could tour, but also like, well, I wish the world wasn't like this. Like, like yeah. I, I really wish this would have never happened. Like, Absolutely, ultimate dream. But it's like, but you guys are the the prime example of of the number one example. I'll you know throw you guys up as the the number one example of a band that took the reality of the morning and pivoted and just did what you could. You know, you, like you said, we, we all wish this wasn't happening and it's, it's horrible and, and awful, but it's reality. So what are we going to do? And uh, you guys have uh, done really well for yourselves. So it's pretty awesome. That, I mean, really, that means a lot. Thank you. So, uh, we, you know, we, we, we've talked about the future and we've talked about your, your hopeful plans and, 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 uh, we've talked a bit about this past year. Now I got to ask, uh, if, you know, we can't go see you guys at a show right now. Um, what's the best way to, to support you guys? Uh, you know, if we want to throw some money at you and buy a t-shirt or, you know, buy an album or something like that, what's the best way to support you guys? 
Well, our website is avoidkicksass.org, and we got merch on there. Okay. Uh, you can actually donate us directly on Spotify. Thanks, Spotify, for adding that feature. Nice. Um, if you want to, I mean, yeah, all our socials are at avoidkickass. And I mean, really, like, the best way you can support it, I mean, big or small, if you want to spend money on merch or something like that, that's really sick. I mean, if you dig what we're doing, I mean, share it or even you don't have to share it on social media just show it to a friend like yeah. like share our music with someone that would be the coolest thing ever or Shit. just let us know like how it made like if it made you have a better day like literally we just want to know that kind of yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's just if it hits you it hits you and we want to know it that's yeah. awesome all right so we're going to go into the last song here but before we do uh, do you guys have any shout outs or thank yous you'd like to throw out there while you're on a uh, ksw loud local uh, stay home sessions Oh, I've got one. Yeah. Shout out my drum teacher, Rick Bowen. Yeah. Uh, shout out longtime KSW listener, Dave Olson. Rest in peace. R.I.P. There we go. Shout out, shout out KSW for all for of the years of love. And congratulations on 50 years. I listened to that the other day. Thank before. you very much, man. It's go. very cool. That and Shout out to all of the up and coming bands out of Seattle right now mm-hmm. that are working their little pushies off because there's a lot of them. Scythe Gang 666 to give a big shout out. Osatia, Designer Disguise, Home Team, Home Team, Dead, Lake. Dead Lakes. Come on, keep firing. Terra, 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 Vacuous. Vacuous. So many bands. There's, there's so, so many. There's so many. Into the Flood. Lurch. Into the Flood. Like, lurch. Yeah. Uh, Repo. Oh, wait, not Repo. <laughs> Drag <laughs> Drag Drag Under now. Yep. Um, yep. But, uh, yeah, no, shout out to... And so many more. Yeah. Dude. Dude. Hey, shout out to the, the board of directors. You know what it is. Shout out to the board of directors. You know what it is. Nice, dude. Well... We're going to go into Hostage at a Beach House Party. Uh, this is from the Burner EP available now. Uh, and again, this is a void. Tell me about this Hostage at a Beach House Party. Well, <laughs> no, this is the most, uh, I'd say, experimental song on the record. Cool. Uh, it's my personal favorite. Uh, and I know I think this song speaks for itself. I don't want to say yeah, anything just, about it. Just listen to it. Have fun with it. Right on, and turn it up and support. So uh, support local music and support Avoid. Let's hope we can all see them live sometime this year. Uh, but in the meantime, stream their music and support them and give them a follow. So thanks, guys. Thanks, Kevin. Thank Thanks you, for having us Thank you, man. Absolutely. <laughs> 